You're listening to another great podcast in the MyMac Podcasting Network. Tech Fan Podcast number 410. I am Tim Robertson, joined by David Cohen. Hello, Hello. David. Hello, how are you? I am okay. How are you doing? Yeah, fine. Still still trying to get over my trip from last week. Seems like well, a long time ago, but I'm still really tired. Oh, I'm, I'm beat today. I don't know what it is. I think it's because it's cooler out today. It's a little... I don't want to say cold. It's not cold, but it's a little got a little chill to the air, maybe or something. Yeah. The first, very first little parts of fall is kind of peeking through yeah. right now. Yeah, we've had this this week as well. The last few days, it's it's gone about four or five degrees centigrade. That is cooler than it has been. All of a sudden, and yeah, all of a sudden you feel, oh, it's not not summer anymore. And of course, yeah. it'll pro- we'll probably get hot again in the next couple of weeks before we yeah. see the end of summer. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, I personally think that, uh, I know scientifically I'm incorrect, but I don't care. Um, we're descendants of bears where we want to just start hibernating in the cold weather. Uh, yeah, I, I'd agree with you. You are not scientific in that because we're not remotely descended from bears and we, and we don't hibernate. Well, I still believe it. I don't care. I got a Sharpie and I can prove it. Now, now he's, that does actually come up with an, an interesting idea though. Because obviously, when when somebody says something like that and you say, well, we're not descended from bears, immediately people nowadays would jump to, oh, it's the lifestyle we lead now that makes us feel sleepy and, and all of that sort of thing. And I always wonder, what would what it must have been like, you know, 100,000 years ago when uh, humans were hunter-gatherers? Did, did people get tired like that in the afternoon? <laughs> I mean, when you're a hunter-gatherer, you kind of, you can't afford to go lie down for a couple of hours you might get killed or you might not eat so um i kind of wonder if people did have the same lifestyle problems that we have nowadays and whether they just had to put up with it because life was so hard i think honestly that i mean the average lifespan is about 35 years old yep um that they didn't get to our age because you know they were yeah. all dead by then and that they didn't have these problems because just when they're getting to what you and I would consider kind of the peak, they're dying. So they didn't get to our age where you're like, Oh, I'm tired. I just want to take a nap. Yeah. But having said that, teenagers have this thing where they kind of turn 13, 14, all of a sudden you can't get them up in the morning. Do you, do you think hunter gatherer teenagers are the same? And, and that, no, is, that, that is meant they, to be, but that is meant to be biological. I've, I've seen studies that say there actually is some biological drive behind that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I got to imagine no, because I'm sure they did feel tired and stuff like that during the day, and they did want to take a nap. At 13, 14, they were starting to have families themselves. Yeah, got to remember, that's the middle age. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> They're getting up there in age. And, you know, hunter-gathering, the whole point was to gather before the bad weather hit so you can kind of hunker down because pickings are slim when it's nasty cold weather and icy and snow and that's when you kind of relax some. Yeah, I just don't, I don't see these groups of hunter-gatherers kind of ever sleeping in <laughs> or wanting to nap in the afternoon. I just, it doesn't seem to fit with the lifestyle. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. <laughs> it's, you'd think they would have died off a lot quicker if they were doing that kind of stuff. Maybe, maybe that's what happened to the Neanderthals is they were just, they would, you know, they weren't less intelligent. They couldn't use tools any differently, but they just, they just napped more and eventually it did them in. Yeah. Well, they're, maybe they're, you know, what you originally said that there is something about our lifestyles now that the food and the activities and stuff like that we, we consume kind of does promote, Ugh, I need to take a break. Yeah. Because back had, then, they didn't have the same type of worries that we do. No, they, they didn't. I, I had Diet Coke and raspberry yogurt at lunchtime. Right. <laughs> the yeah, sandwich. They, 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 didn't they didn't have those things. No. You know? No, they were trying. They were worrying about keeping the fire going so they can cook the deer they just killed. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. You know? And hoping that a rival um, clan isn't going to come and, you know try to kill all the males and steal all the women and it wasn't a good time guess not and no 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 instagram to keep them occupied yeah that's the other thing i mean obviously we're a lot more intelligent now but you wonder what we do with it well that, that here's the other thing as well are we more intelligent i mean we 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 do these amazing things we have this amazing technology 
but that has come over uh, hundreds of years of um you know it's the old it's the old adage isn't it we say i might i'm the things i do today i think newton said it um the things i've discovered today i'm, I'm standing on the shoulders of giants he's talking about the fact that he couldn't discover his things without the work that had gone on before obviously you go back 50,000 years there had been no work before so but does that mean the person the people themselves were actually less intelligent or they were just yes. living in a you, you think it does yes i think that it's a collective intelligence that's kind of built up over time i mean if you look at the difference between let's say um the 11th century and the 13th century there isn't a whole lot of progress there really isn't it was very very small and incremental and then you get to the 20th century just you look at the year 1900 and then the year 2000 and the differences is staggering and it's because people started living longer they were passing on more knowledge thus the populations were getting smarter more intelligent um we had really much better dedicated uh educational institutions so yeah i, I think we did get smarter as a species uh, i'm not you see i'm not convinced about that i mean you look at you look at the times of the egyptians the times of building the pyramids that's that's 4000 bc at the yep. same time in the british Isles and across most of europe yeah people were were proper stone age cavemen yeah, they were the sort of hunter-gatherers we've just been talking about. They were starting to live in settlements, and there was a little bit of agriculture and everything, but they were effectively real Stone Age people. At the same time, the uh, Egyptians were erecting monuments that have that have stood for 6,000 years. Yeah, so, but that was an alien, so I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I forgot about that, of course. Yeah, How could I forget? It was built by Transformers, wasn't it? Yes. I'm pretty sure I, I, saw, I'm pretty sure did, I saw a documentary about it Didn't you watch that documentary? Yes. Michael Bay did that documentary about it. Yeah, that's I, right. I don't know. I don't know where you've been. Uh, obviously, you're kind of embarrassing yourself. I know. Here I know. I, I, today, it, David. It, it's 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 like I it's like I'm the Stone Age man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I. You know, wouldn't it be funny if that that was actually true? That <laughs> aliens had visited and it, they were giant robots. It would be yes. That'd, that'd be kind of weird, wouldn't it? It would make. It would put a completely different spin on the career of Michael Bay. Well, yeah, he'd be like the prophet. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it'd be the church of Michael Bay. That's right. Oh, my God. You know? I mean, you think about it. The movies of Michael Bay have everything in them. You've got Armageddon. So you have, like, the destruction, the, the tribulation upon Earth because we've not right. we've not praised and worshipped the robot, our robot masters. Yep. Um, you know, you have Bad Boys, which... Yeah, good versus evil. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, good, good versus evil. You got a yeah. resurrection, I'm sure, in there a few times. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure um, uh, the success of any Bad Boys movie gives a, a little bit of a resurrection to Martin Lawrence's career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Actually, they're coming out with a new Bad Boys. You see exactly. That? Yeah. See the timing? Yeah, I did. Yeah, that's right. I, uh, it was, you know, I always like the Bad Boy movie, so I, I don't begrudge that coming back. I like Will Smith as an actor. I think he's pretty good. Yeah, I, I did. The, I I enjoyed the Bad Boy movies as well. But I I think the problem is is that now they're going to be inevitably entwined with Michael Bay's reputation as a uh, a one note type of filmmaker. So, uh, it, but is know. he actually doing anything with this one? I, yeah, I thought he's directing it. No, he didn't direct it. It's his other guy. I know that because I watched one of uh, on YouTube Will Smith's videos. And it's some other guy directing it. Younger guy. Um, okay. I don't think Michael Bay has anything to do with it. It may be an executive producer, you know, to keep him happy because he probably owns some kind of a rights to it or something. But no, I oh, don't you're think right. Yes, yeah, it's, it's two two different directors. Yeah. Um, and and Will Smith is also producing. So actually, maybe about, uh, Michael Bay has nothing to do with this. Yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking. I didn't think uh, he did. Okay. Um, he's almost become kind of a cliche of himself michael well, Bay well that that was the point i was making yeah so I know. maybe it's good that he's not involved yeah oh and the in the ads the trailer looked pretty good i'm still reeling from spider-man not being in the mcu anymore so it's, it is insane talk about crashing from a high to a low i i i, I find it hard to understand how either of the two companies have allowed this to happen 
Yeah, to get to that point, I mean, you release, on Marvel's side, you release Avengers Endgame, and it becomes the biggest movie of all time. And then following it up just a month or two later with Spider-Man Far From Home, and it's massive, and it makes more money than any Spider-Man movie before. It's just a huge movie. And yeah. then, hot on the heels of that, divorce proceedings. Really? How stupid. How stupid can two... Well, I, I, perhaps. John Favreau actually was uh, interviewed, and he basically said he doesn't think that it's, it is the end. He thinks that cooler heads will prevail very soon, that he's actually talked to both sides. So, I don't know. Uh, yeah, you know how the, the I can see the way that going in that Sony tries to do something next with the Spider-Man property, fails spectacularly, um, and then cooler heads prevail. Mm, I don't know. You know, you know some people are like, you know what? I don't mind because look what Sony's been doing lately. Venom was really, it was really popular. Yeah, but it wasn't a very good movie. Uh, I went and I rewatched it. It is pretty tropey. I mean, it's not great. The, it would we, not fit in the Marvel Universe at all. It's oh, no, not no, I, I completely agree with that. Um, I enjoyed Venom, but the, the, the reason I enjoyed Venom is, is I enjoyed Venom despite itself, not because of it. Exactly, yeah? yep. It, it yep. Basically, it was saved by Tom Hardy's performance. Yes, absolutely. Yeah? Who basically embraced the whole, I'm, I'm one person inhabited by two people, and one yes. of them is an amoral dick, and the other one's not much better. Yeah, he embraced that and he turned it into something that really, really worked. Um, yep. But that's because it's Tom Hardy and he's a great actor. Uh, it's but, nothing to do with the story or the script <laughs> at all. But, yeah, because the script itself, if you just read the script, you'd be like, oh, this is, this is horseshit. This, this is, is yeah, well, even worse than that. It's basically, it's, it's standard superhero by numbers. Yeah, it's, exactly. You know, alien thing comes to Earth, alien thing gives... Uh, every man powers every man struggles to control powers every man rises to the occasion at the end and defeats the big bad I mean it, yep. it is it, it is pain by numbers but the other thing that Sony did recently in the same property is into the Spider-Verse and I have to say that is I assume that you've watched it yeah, I, I yeah. certainly have yeah. it, it is one of the best that I've ever seen oh I completely agree uh, and I'd, I'd also argue it's probably something a property that um, Marvel, the MCU, could not have produced. I don't think they could have made that movie. I agree. Yeah? It, it's it's different. It, yeah, It feels exactly. different. The animation style is very unique. Disney and, and Marvel would have went more traditional. That's right, yeah. And they would have had three movies building up each character before they even get to this one. But again, that's um, nothing to do with Sony opening the property. That's to do with Lord and Miller. Exactly. And they've already... <laughs> prove their bona fides with like the lego series exactly movies. yeah although the last one was really bad but the second one i've not seen yeah that's no, yeah, bad it, yeah. I, I wanted to really like it and it feels like a made for tv movie but it's unfortunately just... this is this is the risk with into the spider-verse is basically you've you've had an incredible fresh approach and idea to a property and you execute it really really well and it's hugely popular and it makes a lot of money and all that sort of thing but then you've got to do that again mm -hmm. now most organizations will just go and try and revisit the well and you end up with a, a tepid sequel. And I suspect well, that's, that's, that's exactly a, what Sony has done with the exactly. And that, and that is a risk that they face with into the spider verse. The, the difference is the MCU uh, and, and, and Marvel, Marvel movies have been successful in, a, in mostly 90% of the time avoiding that trap. Yes, and, not, and they've actually took taking those properties to another level. Exactly, they've got better over time. So I mean, if you go back and watch the the first, uh, I, I will say though, the very first Marvel movie was it holds up so well, it's so good. But they took those characters and they evolved over time naturally, and it feels correct. Especially Captain America, um, Tony Stark, they really did feel like they evolved. In fact, all of them did really, even Spider Man. Yeah. But then you go and look at what Sony did on their own. The very first Spider-Man movie was good. was really good with Tobey Maguire. Yeah. The second one, almost as good. It was pretty yeah. good with that cock, but it's, yeah, it was okay. But, it, it, you know, it, it, that's really saved by uh, the guy who plays Doc Ock. Mm -hmm. um, I can't think of his name. Um, Tom Conte? No. Is that him? Oh, mm -hmm. it's, he's, no, it's, it's the guy I always mix him up with. <laughs> yeah. 
But anyways, that that kind of saves that movie. And then it just completely falls off the rail and it's terrible. Yeah. So they wait a little while and then they reboot it with Andrew Garfield, who's way too old to be playing Spider-Man. And uh, the new, what's her, uh, the one who played uh, Gwen Stacy. Emma Stone. Yeah. She, she can't play that role. She's, A, she's way too old. And she's just completely overacting. It's just terrible. Mm-hmm. And the first one, though, was okay. It was all right, but it wasn't very good. Uh, and then the you know second what, think, one was yeah, even terrible. I think the first one, most of us enjoyed it because we remember how bad Spider-Man 3 was. Um, yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> yeah, and, and some, of the, some of the changes they made went closer to the original Spider-Man, um, which, which kind of I liked. But then, yeah, the second one, again, it was the same thing. It went off the rails. It was just like you're watching, you think, what, what, what is this about? Right. It was just terrible. Yeah. And then Marvel gets the character and they do, they know how to make Spider-Man. Yeah. Because basically they just looked at the comic books. They, they took the best of what made Spider-Man Spider-Man and they didn't make the mistake of just another reboot. Yeah. And it just worked and they built an extremely talented and well-written staff around it. You know, the supporting characters in those two movies are fantastic. Yep. And and you, it's really every single change they made. You kind of think, oh, well, you, when you hear about it, you think, really? Oh, that doesn't sound like it's going to work. And then they just, they, you know, they played paid it off. They yep. played it off in spades. The, I mean, when they when they talked about when you heard that uh, Marie, uh, Marissa Tomei was cast as Aunt May, you think, what? No, yep. Aunt May's an old woman. That doesn't work. You know, she's got to be the motherly character. And then talk about knock it out the park you think what a great spin on it to make you make a maker like in a sassy uh, sexy middle-aged woman instead you think this no this really works this is this is the sort of aunt that peter parker should have well when to you making the person it, he is when you think about it that's actually how aunt may probably should have been in the comics the whole time because they show this high schooler right and he's got this is his aunt may and she's like 80 well how old was this freaking mom i know I mean, it's ridiculous. His yeah. mom had him when she was sixty. Yeah, it ne- that never made any sense. So if he's thir- if he's fifteen, right, she's going to be what, thirty five, forty? Yeah. So actually, Marissa Tomei is a little bit too old to be playing Aunt May because she's yeah. in her fifties now. Which wow, for her being in her fifties is amazing. Well, yeah, yeah, and, and she's the, a you great know, actress. It, I really it, like Mar- Marissa Tomei. Yeah, it's really, really great. It, the, as I said, the, you know, and then the whole thing about. How they changed up his friends, how they changed up his relationships. Uh, it just really worked. Yep. You know? Um, and, it, yeah, it was a great movie. The second one was, was also a great movie. I know that I, I am on record saying I didn't enjoy it as much as the first one. But, you know, it's still a great movie. And um, it, it, the, the problem is you look at this divorce statement and you think, okay, well, whatever Sony does with that character, it's not going to be anywhere near as good as the last two movies. Correct. So... It's that's, just not. That's the stupid thing. And anybody inside Sony who thinks different is an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and now, on the flip side, because everybody wants to blame Sony for this, they had a working agreement with Marvel. And as long as those movies hit a certain dollar amount, that this relationship was going to continue. Well, then, of course, it's a huge success. And Marvel comes back and says, you know what? We want 50% of the earnings now from these movies completely breaking the agreement that they had. So you got to put a lot of this on Marvel. Yep. But and having said that, you I weren't think, making enough Marvel. Come well, on. Are you I, kidding I, me? I think the the reason that, and it's not just Marvel, isn't it? It's Disney. I think the reason that, that they came to that thing is they, is from their point of view, they're saying, well, okay, Sony owns the rights to the property, but actually we're doing all the heavy lifting here. We're doing all the work. We're making the character a success. Sony's not adding anything. So why shouldn't we have, Bigger share of the profits because, and you would think somebody at Disney would have said something because us making them a lot of money lets us play with this character and it enhances our entire universe of characters. Mm, yeah, you, you know, know what? You know what? Spider Man yeah. in in another movie makes that movie a better movie. It yeah, just does. But presumably, the calculus on the Disney Marvel side is we've got plenty of characters. We don't need Spider Man. We've got loads of characters. Um, yeah. You know, watch out! Watch out for uh, Shadow Monkey next. <laughs> Isn't that what they called him, Shadow Monkey? Um, I I'm not familiar with what you're talking about. I just like the name Shadow in, Monkey. In, 
Yeah, no, in the in that movie in Far From Home when he puts in the the other black costume. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think they called him Shadow Monkey just, or something. It was like something that. like that. It was yeah, it was Black Monkey. Like or... it was vaguely derogatory. Yeah. Yeah, but <laughs> they just get the whole cast, and he says, "For now on, I'm Shadow Monkey. <laughs> that's my new name." Well, yeah. and they just continue it. They just don't call him Spider Man. <laughs> Well, a rac- that's ra- that's let's, how he is. Let's have a Rackney boy. Yeah. <laughs> that, you you know, know. That, now, that would be a ballsy movie, to completely remake the character into exactly the same character but with a different name. Or, just enough to avoid getting sued. Or he just he does one movie for Spider-Man or for Sony because he's obligated. And then he shows up in the next Marvel thing in Avengers. It's him. And his first name is Peter, but they don't ever call him Peter Parker. Yeah. It's just Peter. And and uh, he is the new Iron Man because <laughs> they were kind of grooming him for that. So now he's Iron Man. Yeah, that's, that's exactly right. Basically, they basically just wreck on the fact that all those spider powers, yeah, he just doesn't use them. He doesn't need them anymore. Yeah. Within for the first five minutes, he picks up an alien rock and it strips him of all his powers. That's right. Yep. Yeah. It was a green rock, which was weird, but yeah. it worked. And he doesn't have powers anymore. So Happy's there, and Happy says, "Well, you know, Tony actually made you an armor better than it." Yeah, strangely well, enough, it well, looks just like Iron let, Man's armor. Let me just polish the sharpie spider off the front of that old armor right. you were wearing. Yep. Oh, there you go. Um, now it's a big eye. <laughs> it's a big eye. Now, now you're the, well, the other thing they could do is they could they could basically um, have have um, um, Tom Holland turn up in every single Marvel movie going forward. Yeah, not refer to him by name at all. Yeah, but hey, you. Yeah, exactly. And then, and with before he even gets a chance to get half a line out, yeah, it's like Final Destination. Something comes and kills him, and he's like yeah. Kenny. He's like Kenny in the South Park, where every movie he's there back, and then something just comes and kills him. You know, yeah. and every every time it's more and more gory and spectacular. But somehow he keeps coming back on the next. Well, well one the, no just nobody ever mentions it. Yeah, nobody, nobody ever discussed the fact he was killed or who he was or anything it just happens again and again and again <laughs> and they keep doing that until sony relinquishes the rights i i don't know why <laughs> disney just doesn't throw all the money at the world at sony and says we just, just want back, our characters yeah. back yeah just give them back oh, because totally buy sony <laughs> well the way things are going for sony lately <laughs> exactly they, it might be cheaper than buying <laughs> spider-man exactly franchise. they just turn around and say we're just going to acquire sony yeah, and then everybody who's ever been associated with any Spider-Man property in the Sony studio, which wasn't the Marvel one, is fired. <laughs> now, what do you think of an intro- Into the Spider-Verse where they have all three of those Spider-People together? All the different Peter Parkers and Spider-Mans. Well, they have they have them all together. What do you mean they have them all together? That's what the Into the Spider-Verse was about. No, no, no. And a live action into the Spider Verse. Oh, right. You get okay. Tobey Maguire yeah, but, yeah. and Tom Holland. Co- you get all these guys. Andrew That'd be Garfield. Cool. I could, I could, I could do that. Have the, but you have the animated ones as well. Yeah, but in live action. <laughs> but in live action, yeah. 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 Um, would that be kind of cool? I, I, I could, I could get behind that. They would have to follow the Tom Holland character through the whole thing. Oh no, that's that's you basically you make. You, you basically re, you do what Disney does with The Lion King. Yeah? You remake Into the Spider-Verse in live action. Um, and then the Tom Holland character is the one who, uh, spoiler, dies in the first act. Yeah, that'd be all right. That'd be good, too. It'd blow people away, wouldn't it? Exactly. And then you've got live action Miles Morales. They, well, Miles Morales, the way they did him in, in Into the Spider-Verse is he's a little bit more hip than he actually was in the comics. Yeah. But it's really well done. I mean, Brian Michael Bendis, who created that character, cut a lot of flack at first. They're like, oh, he's just going for the, you know, multi... Yeah, the the, the ethnic ethnic vote, yeah. yeah. And it's like, ugh, that's so... But no, I mean, yes, he did that. But he kind of did it for a reason. And, you know, younger people may not realize this, but I remember back in the 80s, reading this interview with Stan Lee and someone asked him, are you surprised Spider-Man is the most popular superhero in the black community? And he said, no, because under the mask, he could be anybody. Yeah. Because he's covered from fingertip to toe. You don't know who he is underneath that mask. 
He could be anybody. He could be any race. Yeah. And I thought, you know, that's, that is true. And Brian Michael Bendis took that and made a new Spider-Man based on that interview, based on it, it really can be. And why not give um, this identity to someone who's not a white Caucasian kid from the suburbs? Of course, that makes sense, especially today. Mm. So I, I really like the character, though. It was so well written. And I don't care what ethnic you make somebody. If the story sucks and the character is no good, it doesn't matter. But what he did with Miles Morales, and he built this character from scratch, was so well done. And um, I don't know if you ever read the uh, Ultimate Spider-Man series or not. Uh, I read the first couple, not all of them. Yeah, it's it's probably the best Spider-Man story ever. And it goes right into uh, the Miles Morales, because Peter Parker, spoilers, dies. He's killed. And there's no more Spider-Man in the ultimate universe. And then miles Morales becomes a Spider-Man. That's, that's how he gets his start. That's why he takes the name. He is yeah. in honor of Peter Parker. But of course, like any the the original eventually comes back. Of yeah. course it's comic books, but it was such a Holy crap moment. And it was written so well because Bendis started, you know, Miles Morales, but he was also the writer and creator of the ultimate Spider-Man. Yeah. He wrote all of those and it was just fantastic. I just, you know, Marvel is pulling their content from that. In fact, the new Spider-Man movies are more based on the ultimate Spider-Man and a whole lot less based on the Stanley stuff from the sixties. Mm-hmm. And it shows it's really good. So I'm, I'm disappointed, but I'm not giving up hope. We shall see. Do you see the new Star Wars trailer? Uh, yes. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm so I'm, excited. I'm kind of. Well, I, yeah, I'm. I'm really. I don't like that they went for the nostalgia thing. Yeah, I'm really. We've got a new two and a half minute trailer, and a minute and a half is going to be old footage. I, well, yeah, this is I, I, that made me kind of conflicted, really, because I'm very, very concerned that they're going to do what they did with the first one, which is basically redo Return the Jedi, beat for beat. And I, that's not... I don't want that. I want this to go in a different direction. Uh, and I, I'm still a little bit bummed by some of the glaring holes they left in the last movie. Um, so I, I, I'm really concerned they're going to mess this up, to be honest. I don't know. I, if it was anybody but J.J. Abrams, I know everyone says, oh, Force Awakens, beat for beat remake. Yeah, yes and no. But... That's what we wanted at the time. And remember, when that movie came out, if you go back and listen to our episode when we reviewed that movie, we loved it. No, I, I loved Don't get me wrong. I absolutely it's still love really Force Awakens, but I don't want to see it again. Well, <laughs> That's the thing. I don't want to. That trick worked. It worked once. I felt it was right for the I time. I don't think J.J. Abrams is going to do that again. I really hope so. I really, really hope so. But I, I, I don't really think he's going to do Opening that. up with a nostalgia-laden trailer felt to me like they were kind of almost trying to telegraph that. So I hope I'm wrong. Well, I, I'm conflicted that they're bringing the emperor back. Palpatine. But this is kind of what I mean. Yeah. If he suddenly pops up in the third act, like he did in Jedi. Yeah. And there's a great big, you know, uh, fight between him, Ray and, um, Adam, whatever his name is, uh, Kylo Ren. Yeah. And then Ren has to, you know, choose the right path at the very end. That will be Jedi again. And I don't want to see that. See, I don't think that's going to happen. Well, I, I think, really hope I don't not. think the emperor is actually back. I think he's going to be like a force ghost too. Yeah. Uh, the problem is he, he's going to be a mentor, just like dead Skywalker is going to, did I tell you my, uh, my theory? I know I posted on Facebook. Did I tell you my theory about the name and what I think it actually means? What? Rise Which, of Skywalker. Well, no, you didn't. So, Remember in the last movie, Luke saying that the Jedi Order is dead. Yeah. And it needed to die. And, and in fact, Yoda's ghost comes back and says pretty much the same thing. Yeah, and helps burns him burn the books. Down. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So I've been thinking about this way more than a, a almost 50 year old should be. <laughs> and I think that that is telling you exactly what this next movie is that it the jedi order is done that ray and any force user that comes after her 
are not Jedi. And that one of the reasons that the Jedi Order eventually failed is because they failed Anakin. Remember the whole Jedi doesn't have connections to other people and you got to keep your emotions to yourself. Yeah. And what well, if you take that to the logical conclusion, they're basically monks, they're fighting monks, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. But that's not human nature. It just isn't. We are meant to have love and, and happiness and family. Um, and yes, being angry and hateful sometimes is also part of the human condition. You can't ignore that. And when you do and you just do everything you can to suppress it, you get a Darth Vader rise, right? Yeah. You get evil people that's going to take advantage of those failings because you're not supposed to just ignore that you can get pissed off. You're not. That's part of being human. How you control the anger is what makes you a good or a bad person, right? Mm-hmm. So I think that the next generation isn't going to disassociate themselves from being family and loving and all that. I think they're going to embrace that, including being angry and pissed off and the dark side of the force, if you want, without going evil. And I don't think they're going to be called Jedi. I think they're going to be called... Skywalkers. Skywalkers. Hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. That's what I think they are. They're going to be called Skywalkers. Ray's going to name them Skywalkers because of Luke and Leia. That's what I think is going to happen. And I think the... I don't know if they're going to try to redeem Kylo Ren at the end or not. I don't know if he is redeemable after he killed his father and... He killed everybody. And tried to kill his... I mean, he killed everyone. Yeah. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just don't. I think the Jedi is dead, and I think the next thing is going to be Skywalkers. I don't think the name is as cool as Jedi. No. But I think that if they play it the way I kind of clumsily described it there, that they embrace the both the, the light and the dark to become something more, I think that could really work. And that could set up movies in the future. Oh, they've definitely got to do that. Yeah, and I don't think Jedi is it. No, no, I, I, I agree with you on that. It's, uh, yeah, it's an interesting direction. Uh, what about s- The Mandalorian? Did you watch the trailer for that? I, you know what? I keep meaning to watch it, but I have not done yet. It's one of those things I'm kind of putting off because I'm very excited about The Mandalorian. Do you know what I mean? You know, sometimes we, you want we to should, deny... We should pause yeah. right here, and you should watch it, and we can okay. talk about right, it for let, a second. Let me you want to do that? Yeah, let's All right, do we're that. Gonna, we're going to pause the recording. All right, after uh, no time for the listener, um, yeah. I just watched it for, the I think, probably the third time. That was your first right, time. So, excuse me, I can't talk at the moment because I'm just busy searching away trying to pre-sign up for Disney+. Plus. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, wow. That, that is worth five or a month right That's, there. That, it's an amazing I, trailer. The, the feel of this is kind of giving me goosebumps, really. It, it reminds me very much of, um, I mean, obviously it has a very kind of Western, yeah. you know, the man with sure. no name type feel, you know, Clint Eastwood. But also as well, because of the sci-fi elements, it reminds me of Firefly. I could see show that. show that I really I could see that. Yeah, which was a space Western. This looks awesome. Did you notice you never once heard him talk? No, of course you don't, because... You know, I, I, I mean, obviously in the series, we will find out much more about him. But this is about presenting him as the, you know, the badass character with no name. He's the guy you hire when you could, you don't want to hire any, when you can't, you, you, he's the guy you hire when you, you've exhausted all your other options because, you know, you, he might turn on you because he serves himself. And that comes across incredibly. Do you watch uh, Breaking and, Bad? Yeah. I, I have not. Oh, it's no. the best show that's ever been done on television. I, so I so I believe, though. Some people say The Wire. No. And other people say The Shield. No, neither one. I've seen both of them. It's, <laughs> it's Breaking Bad. Um, yeah. One of the for best me, for bad guys in Breaking Bad is the head Stormtrooper guy that you see briefly. Yeah. yeah. Um, that even makes me... The, the cast they got, the guy who's playing the Mandalorian, I don't know if you know who that is or not. Uh, he, he, oh, I haven't seen his face and I haven't heard him speak, so absolutely yeah, no idea. He was, did you watch uh, Narcos on Netflix? No, I didn't so watch he, that either. He's in the first two or three, two, two seasons. He's the main guy in the, and he plays a great character. And I've seen him in other things, and every single thing I've ever seen him in, he's fantastic. He's 
one of those actors that is one of the next big actors, one of the Brad Pitt. I don't mean good looking. I mean, popular actor. And that's him. Yeah. He, he's going to be one of those guys in the future. And to get him yeah. that caliber of an actor is, yeah. And it's, this is John Favreau's show. He's the one that's doing it. Of course. Yeah. I mean, and this is a guy who's got, who's got serious track record. Yeah. I mean, just his yeah. role as the fat guy in Rudy was amazing. Oh wait, sorry. Yeah, no, he's a. <laughs> that was him, by the way. He he was also the guy in Chef, wasn't he? That That's was actually a good movie. movie. I just well, actually so was Rudy. Really Have you ever seen movie. Rudy? Yeah. No. God, dude, we can't talk anymore. You've got like you've got like fifty hours of stuff to get caught up on at this point. Uh, the I, I, the, uh, the action in this kind of the you know the the, the melee action has a very kind of John Wick vibe to it that I'm really yeah. digging. You know, it's just like, it doesn't matter what's happening to him. He is most definitely going to win whatever fight he's in. And you get, that just comes across just from watching yeah. him move. Um, yeah. And they call kind of silence. Right. Oh, it's so good. You know, so you, good. What blew me away is the music <laughs> is not star Wars music at all. Dun, 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 dun. I mean, it's this, yeah. I don't know. It's got a cool vibe to it. I want to hear just that music again. I mean, it's just like, wow. It, it, it's so worth This is what you need. You need to see. And we've been crying out this for, out of, for this for many, many years. And so I think it's perhaps one of the reasons why some people, going back to um, The Force Awakens, some people were disappointed about that kind of beat-for-beat beat lineup with the original movies is because a lot of people have been saying you've got a whole galaxy full of these you know, incredible characters, and yet it's always about the same thing presented in the same way, like a, a swashbuckling Saturday morning serial. Which, yeah. Why can't we have something Well, that's else? why Rogue Favreau's, One was so successful. Favreau's done this, yeah, it was exactly. And, and, and obviously Favreau's doing it as well. It's like, let's do something in the universe that's not all about the main... Well, we'll find out whether it is or not, because obviously this does have stormtroopers and... Well, they the, say you're going to uh, find you know, out about... They, you know, because everyone's kind of wondered since The Force Awakens comes out... Well, who is this new order? Where do they come from? Yeah. This show is going to answer that. You're going to find out where the new order actually did yeah. come from, which I'm like, good. I want to know that story, but I don't want to see it in yeah. the next Star Wars movie because we've got a lot of stuff no. to wrap up here. The only, I mean, the only problem that anything, any, anything prequely has in terms of a TV show is it doesn't matter how great the character is. You kind of, you're always going and end up with him. Well, he's not in the main movie, so something must have happened to him. Yeah, there's that. You know? What do you think about the, uh, and I know we're supposed to be talking about tech and we have uh, subjects to talk about, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> what do you think about uh, the other announced Star Wars show coming out on Disney Plus? Uh, what's that? Uh, Ewoks, the rise of the, rise it of the is. Ewoks. Yeah, well, the cannibalistic Ewoks. I mean, you got to get the name. Yeah, exactly. The zombie. Ewoks. No, it's Kenobi. Yeah. It's the Ewok, Ewok ap- apocalypse. Um, well, we know nothing about it yet, but. You know, look, I'm, who's, uh, who's the guy who plays Kenobi now? Ewan McGregor. Yeah. Ewan McGregor, right? This is not a guy who's looking for work. No, he's a really good yeah, actor, this too. Is, this, is, this is not a guy who generally um, takes on, you know, shoddy scripts and bad But he's been saying uh, since the last of the prequel movies came out that he really, really loved playing Obi-Wan Kenobi, and he would do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah, but but having said that, I'm presume, presuming he's got some level of quality control. He doesn't need to work. So it, it encourages me that the, he's on board with this now because that hopefully means that it's going to be something good and it's going to be something worthwhile and that it's a story that, that's worth being told. You know, we keep um, lamenting the fact that we want something new and different and stop rehashing stuff that's already been done. We want new characters. And yet Kenobi coming out looks fantastic even before I see anything because I trust the actor and I trust the team behind it. This is Boba Fett. I know it's called the Mandalorian. It has nothing to do with Boba Fett, but this would not exist without Boba Fett, right? Well, no, because that's, they're playing yeah. on Boba Fett. I don't care what they say. They, 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 they well, they're, they're playing on everything that's been done to kind of fill in the massive exactly. blanks that were left around yes. Boba Fett because he was sold as Badass. this, 
incredibly badass character, and then the movies did him such massive, massive yes. service. You know, it's like, where did his reputation come from? Because he seemed to be a bit of a boob every time you saw him on screen. Uh, And then it turned out that he was the source of all the clones, or his father was, and um, the clones were also a little bit rubbish too. And he is a clone. He was a clone. (laughs) Um, But So so they're um, trading on that, but yet we keep saying, well, we, we want something new. Well, did you watch the Picard trailer? Yeah, I did. And again, blew right, me away. exactly. So I'm, we keep saying we want new stuff, but then we get these trailers for a new show with these old characters. This is Patrick Stewart. He's in his freaking 80s at this point. But you I watch know. this trailer and you're like, I'm totally there. Although I don't know <laughs> why Data's again, face got blown up like a bubble. It does not look that's wrong. Uh, I, again, I. They need a little I, special I suspect, there. Well. Slim fast is all I'm saying. That I think I think part of what this is just me speculating now because I when it comes down to it I know a lot more about the Star Wars Trek universe than I know about the Star Wars. I'm universe. about equal. I've always, I uh, I was always the the absolutely huge Trek fan. Uh, I love Star Wars, like Star Wars, but Trek was my thing, so I know it a lot more intimately. Um, I believe it, when when Star Trek Nemesis came out in two thousand and two. Yeah, um, Patrick Stewart did all the uh, media circuits and he was going on about, I think this is the best one we've ever done. I can't wait to do the next one and all this sort of thing. And it turns out uh, when you've heard from the cast after that movie, they were so angry because the guy they brought in to direct that movie didn't know the first thing about Star Trek, had never seen Star Trek and didn't want to watch Star Trek before he started directing it. He had no idea what he was doing and he felt they felt Nemesis was a huge disservice to the franchise. And I think ever since then they've been interested to see if there's a way to kind of what they what right that wrong. And one of the things that happened in Nemesis is that um, Data was sacrificed in the third yeah. act. Yeah, as as a as a suppose. Yeah, and it, it was so badly done, and also it was so unoriginal because it was again I talked about tropes before. It was that standard trope if you know characters characters best friend sac- sacrifices themselves despite the argument of the main character and all of this crap. Um, I suspect that Patrick Stewart signed onto this because he was excited by the concept of an old Picard coming back. And I, I suspect as well the part of the deal he cut was, well, I'd really like to bring Data back in this because I don't feel he was treated fairly and I don't think the characters were treated fairly. I'm surprised that so. they're doing it, number one, because they kind of... You know, the the Star Trek movies, they it's a different timeline. We know that. This Picard is not a different timeline. Obviously, it's Picard. Yeah. So I'm kind of surprised that they're almost breaking their own. You know. Uh, you know. You know. I don't. I don't think. I don't think um, they. I don't think they're particularly worried about. The yeah, timelines. I'm glad about that you know, too. Enough of the yeah, fan service. Give should, us just good stuff. Yeah, they shouldn't worry about the time. You don't. You don't need to keep perfect continuity. Right. It's not. You know. I, I think part of the problem with the Marvel com, uh, Cinematic Universe is it has got people to focus too much on continuity and um, you know cross-platform properties and all this sort of things. It's, if it doesn't suit the story, just jettison yep. it. Yeah, who cares what timeline it's in or you know whether the Kirk in this one is the same as the as the Kirk in in the original in the uh, the Abrams movies? Right, it doesn't matter. Right. Yeah, it really doesn't yep, matter. I agree. Um, and, and, and the thing is, this is not that sort of show. This is not going to be Captain Picard going back to Starfleet, driving around the ship named no. Enterprise. They, they already have a show like that. It's Discovery, um, and it's doing very well on its own. And again, they've, they've, they've kind of not worried too much about timeline problems there either. Um, and they have kind of, in the last season, they've kind of solved it in terms of how they've removed what apparently happened before Kirk away from what happened after but um you know they they they've never particularly gotten too hung up about it and i think that's absolutely the right approach you You see they're they're going in the future on the next series yeah but that's the the point they've kind of hopped over the bit where you people are going well what what happened to this ship and how come we've never heard these characters before um which is it as i think it's a smart move too but um, and I and I think with with Picard as well, they're just going. Well, this is continuing on the story from Star Trek: The Next Generation. What's happened in other timelines and the sort of thing, we don't care. 
I'm looking forward to it. There's some good stuff coming out in the next year. I, everything we just described is within 12 months. I mean, The Mandalorian yeah. drops in about a month from now. And mm-hmm. I am going to subscribe to Disney+. Plus. It looks fantastic. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, it's interesting because we, we've got an Apple event next week, uh, and many of us are expecting to hear something on Apple services. Of course, now that they know the pricing for Disney+, Plus and the competition they're facing and i've got i've got to admit i don't think it looks good for apple right now in terms of their tv service there's no i haven't seen any reason to subscribe yet i've seen a trailer for one show that looked mildly interesting but could just as easily have been on anything else um yeah i i if i was apple i would just pull the plug right now of apple tv i don't see that they're doing anything well i i I think they either pull the plug on it or effectively they bundle it with other exactly. things and it just becomes an add-on yep. service just in the same way that Amazon Video is an add-on service for when you buy Prime. Or maybe they buy Sony and then just give Spider-Man back to Disney. <laughs> Let's just get everyone to... Well, no, if you if you get everyone to buy everything, you know, then you end up with just one big right. company and then we've seen how that happen, how that ends up because we've all seen Wally. Exactly. Um but the thing is, I don't want one company or two companies to own all the properties. That's not actually what I want. But I do want Marvel and Disney to own all the Marvel product properties because they're the only ones that know, really understand how to create these characters and what they're supposed to do with them. So, and I don't want Marvel to buy DC. I want those to be separate things. I want DC to be better than I've seen. And everybody's kind of all excited about the new Joker movie. i, I got to be honest with you. I've watched the trailer twice. It looks like shit. I, I watched it and I'm like, this yeah. this is terrible. This looks like some old 70s movie that I didn't give a crap about then, let alone now. It looks, it just looks bad. It really does. Well, I, yeah, I'm giving it the benefit. We're making an now. R-rated they, Joker movie. Yeah, uh, well, there's a little bit of that, but I think that's how it's being marketed. Uh, I hope that it's better than that. I hope that it, it would almost have just to be. in the same way that. It, just in the same way that nobody expected much from Heath Ledger when he did the Joker, and then everyone was just blown away by the performance and what he brought to the character, I'm hoping that Joaquin Phoenix does the same. And, and I got a feeling and, they're going and, to, but I got a, also got a feeling that it doesn't need to be the Joker. You know yeah. what I mean? Do the same thing. Just don't call him the Joker. Call him the clown. Who cares? Then I would probably be more interested. But if you're going to take an established, one of the best villains in in comic book history and movie history. Well, why? What, what are you doing? Yeah. What's, it, what's interesting is if you look at what um, what Amazon have done with the boys, if you watch yeah. the boys. Didn't we just talk about that last yeah. week? Uh, I don't remember. I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, obviously the whole point about that is, it's, you know, it's a, it's a gang of vigilantes against... Superheroes. You know, corporate corporate corrupt yeah. superheroes yeah um and and obviously what they've had to do there is they've had to do exactly what we just talked about that they've had to riff on existing characters without breaking copyright and they you know they it comes from great source material but they've done a great yeah. job the guy who plays yeah. uh, uh homelander homelander wow. yeah. the, i don't know who this actor is i don't know if i've ever seen him in anything he's he i every time he's on screen he's like magnetic oh, well and then what's it, what's interesting is is his it, what he's really got down is his performance as the Homelander, the public yeah. face of the Homelander, who's meant to be like right. Superman. He's so bland and anodyne and boring, and you look at it and you think, why would anybody ever fall for this yeah. guy? And yet, as soon as he's out of public view, and you see what what's the real bastard man behind it. it, it but yeah, but, but it's so it's so yeah. nuanced and it's so unstable. And he, and he does and it like, from you know, one scene to the next, and you're like, "Wow, yeah, that's a performance." Yeah, it absolutely is. And, and yeah, you, I mean, he's genuinely scary because this is a guy who's literally the strongest human in the world. Yeah, and you think, God, this this guy's he's not all there. Yeah, yeah, and you just don't know what he's going to do. And you think, who in the world would ever think they could control this guy? Well. You know, it's 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 a great great. Performance. It, it blew Absolutely. me away. It, it's not at all yeah. like the comic. It is, but it isn't. I mean, no. they. Well, yeah, they, they. Look, I, 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 I've, we've not had a chance to talk about the boys in detail yet. But I, having read both of them, read yep. the comics, I loved so the comics. I. And then and then watch the TV show. I think they did absolutely the right thing with the TV show because you can't turn the comic beat for beat into a even into an R-rated movie. It's just too much. It's too over yep. the top. 
Yeah, you can't do that. So I think the choices they've made to turn it into a a, a multi-episode TV serial, I think, are absolutely the right ones to actually give it legs and make it more interesting. Um, you know, I, th- I think I think it's great. I th- really do. It's a, it's a great show. It's one. It's I'm really I'm probably about ninety percent of the way through. I think I've got one episode oh. left, and I've just absolutely. I was going to say, how about the last ten minutes of the last no, don't episode? Spoil, don't spoil I'm the not, ending for I'm me. Not, but I'm going to say this: they've already started filming I, season two. Yeah, well, the thing is, like, having read the comics, I know that you, you can't. It's it's like watching Evil, uh, The Walking Dead. You can't rely on anybody surviving to the end of an episode. Um, you know, you know that it's going to go in directions people aren't. Gonna I see seen nothing. So I'm fully I am expecting nothing. That. It's really good though. <laughs> it the I I like the entire series, but at the end, I was like, "Wow, holy crap! Are you kidding me? This is the last episode." Ah. Oh. Bastards. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we've gone nearly 45 yeah. minutes and we haven't thought about tech. Well, you said you were going to talk a little bit uh, last week, this week, about the Samsung. So let's at least get this done. Yeah. So let, let's, let's get on to that. So let me just give you a little bit of background on this first because uh, regular readers who know that, that both of us are, are, are regular listeners, that is, who both know both of us are kind of Apple guys, might wonder what, how this happened. But I was going to San Francisco, um, and I was going to be doing a lot of walking around between Moscone and my hotel. And it's, that part of San Francisco is not particularly great. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I just I thought to myself, you know what, I don't want to take all my really expensive stuff with me and, and then potentially have it stolen from the hotel or robbed from me. Um, so I thought I'm not going to take my regular phone, my regular watch, all those sort of things. I'm going to use this as an opportunity to take some different stuff and try something different out. And then if it gets lost or stolen, no big right. deal. So uh, that was kind of the, the thing about it. The other thing, and let's have a, uh, let me have a bit of a moan about Apple at the moment on this. One thing that really irritates me as somebody who uses more than one iPhone is the fact that you can only move an Apple Watch from one phone to another by doing a full restore of a backup of the iPhone, which is a pain in the ass. Is It really irritates me. Yeah, so if I want to take my current uh, watch setup and I want to move that to a different iPhone, I have to basically back up my current iPhone and then restore that to the new to the new iPhone. They they have no provision for, and bearing in mind the backups of the data on the watches is tiny right. because the watch can't hold very much. Why you can't just reassign a watch from one phone to another, I don't understand. But because of that as well, it also means that I'm reluctant to move my watch to a different phone when I travel because it's a pain in the sure. neck. So all of that being said, I thought, well, why don't I try something new and take the opportunity to learn something new? So I acquired a Galaxy um, Gear S2 smartwatch. This is a Samsung watch. Um, it runs Tizen, which is their own operating system. It doesn't run Google. It is designed to work more more closely with uh, Android phones than iPhones, though it does work with iPhones. That's a, a change they brought in about 18 months ago. Um, and it, it, I bought this on second hand. I didn't buy this brand new. So this was a used used device, and I have to say I was really, really quite impressed in some respects with it. Um, it's for a start, it's a round watch rather than square, which actually is much nicer. I've always liked than, a round watch yeah. better. Yeah, it it looks like a proper watch. In fact, when you can't see the screen on, you wouldn't wouldn't know that it wasn't an ordinary watch. And in fact, again, another another thing that dings the Apple Watch, it has a two day battery life. Oh, and you can leave the screen on all the time if you mm-hmm. want to. <laughs> you know, it, what it, basically what it does is it, the, what it, it puts a reduced version of the watch face when it's on all the time. And then when you lift it up to your wrist, it, it kind of populates everything else. So it doesn't consume as much power, but you can always glance at it and see what time it is, which is nice for a watch, you know. Um, it also, it instead of having um, the, the digital crown that the Apple Watch has, it has a rotary dial around the, um, the face that turns like a kind of like the bezel on a diver's watch. Which is a much, much, are you listening, Apple? Is a much better way of interacting with your watch than the little dial on the side. It works so well, um, and it makes makes the whole thing a lot lot easier to use. So you know, so far all great. In terms of how it interfect, um, in integrates with the the Apple iPhone as opposed to an Android. I've not tried it on an Android phone yet. Um, pretty good, except that it's a 
mostly a one-way experience. So you get all your notifications, no matter what they are, on the watch. You get your emails on the watch. You can read a full email on the watch. What you can't do is you can't dismiss or delete or interact with those in any way because you can't go back to the iPhone from the watch. So it's pretty much like a notification device. It's a very good health tracker. Again, I would say it's a better health tracker than the Apple Watch in that when I was walking around, it would notice if I was doing more exercise. If I left the conference area and was hiking back to the hotel, it would notice. It would say, oh, I see you're working a bit harder. Um, it would start encouraging me. And, and it would basically would give me notifications telling me, you know, oh, you're working a bit harder. Here's how many calories you're burning. Here are how many steps you're taking. Here's how far you're going. And it would do that automatically without me doing anything which, again, was a really great feature. So if you're the, you mentioned last week, oh, well, the only smart watches I've seen are the Apple Watch and then the Fitbit yep. type things. Yes? Yep. So if you're, um, if you're into, if you're thinking about getting, you're saying you don't want to get an Apple Watch, but you fancy getting a Fitbit, have a long, hard think about buying one of these instead because particularly if you buy a user refurbished one for much the same cost as a higher end Fitbit device, you'll get something that's actually quite a lot nicer and more functional than, uh, than a Fitbit. Um, and it's kind of a halfway house between, uh, an Apple watch and, uh, and a Fitbit really. So, so it's worth thinking about. So you have both, which one do you have on right now? The Apple mm-hmm. watch, just because it integrates much better with the phone. So, you know, if that's, if that's important to you, you need to get something that fits the ecosystem you're in. I would say I did briefly try a Google, uh, a Google Watch. I think they call it Gear OS now, which is the uh, watch OS right. on that. Yep. Um, on an older device, it's terrible. They're so underpowered that literally when you try and do anything in the background on a Google Watch, on an older one, it kind of locks up. Hmm. So, for instance, being Google, it updates itself a lot. Um, all of these things, including the one I tried, for instance, have their own app store on that allow them you to pull apps down over Wi-Fi directly to the watch without using the phone, which is a feature that's coming to Apple Watch very, probably next week. A great feature, and really Apple's been a bit behind the curve by not having this before. Um, but on the Google ones, what happens is unless you have the very latest smartwatch with the latest internals, if you bought if you buy anything that has been out for really more than a year, you'll get the original specification and it's awful. And what happens then is if your apps start to update in the background, they start downloading over Wi-Fi, your watch locks up until that finishes, which can take 10, 15 minutes. Stupid. Which is not not great experience. No. The Samsung doesn't really do that. It Occasionally you see the odd stutter, but it doesn't really do that. But here's the downsides of the Samsung. It has plenty of watch faces. Um, you can't make your own watch faces, but the, there's a there's a toolkit for uh, to allow people to make them. So there's plenty, I mean, literally hundreds of different types of faces available for either free or not very much money. So if you like different watch faces, the uh, Samsung one is very nice. There is also an app store. The app store's not got an awful lot in it. So if you want corresponding apps, say if you want Uber, Lyft, your bank, all the sort of things you get on the Apple Watch, you're not really going to find that on the uh, Samsung Gear. So um, but kind of bear that in mind as well. It's not as rich an ecosystem um, from that point of view compared to other For platforms. For me, the Apple Watch is about notifications, um, telling yep. me the time, tracking my steps, and Apple yep. Pay. Right. So apart from Apple Pay, the um, Samsung one I had could do all yep. of that. Yeah. But I can dismiss my... Uh, well, like if my phone's ringing, I just put my hand over my watch and it stops. Yeah, I do like that. So that you can't, that you can't do anything like that. Being able to actually respond to a message or even delete an email. I, very often, when I get a, an email on my watch and it's just junk or something like that, I delete it from the notification. You can't do that with the gear, which is um, a downside. So it is a, it's dev- definitely a less rich experience. But bearing in mind that you can pick up one of these things either refurbished or used for about, I don't know, less, certainly less than $100, yeah, which is a lot less than you pay for an Apple Watch, even the used Some one. Some considering, definitely. Um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, thing, and, and certainly on my experience, if you are thinking about going outside the Apple ecosystem, have a strong look at the Samsung, I know you're not a fan of Samsung, 
but in terms of these ties and watches, I think they are superior to the Google ones. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, so I, look, I'm going to hold on to it. I'm going to use it next time I travel. Next time I go away, I think what I might do is try it with an Android phone rather than taking the iPhone and actually see what the Android experience is like. Um, and in fact, I might do that anyway because in this new world we're in on TechFan where we're trying out different things, I'm toying with the idea of picking up a, a modern Android phone and seeing how it compares to the iPhone because that's not something I've looked at for some time. Hmm. So I, I might might get an opportunity to test it with an Android phone and see how much richer the experience is there. I want to learn more myself. Okay, sounds good. All right, we're going to wrap up this episode. I will see you next week, David. See you then.